All right, Magic Makers, on today's uh, Friday bonus episode, there are a couple of nutrition myths that I really want to put to bed. And I want to put them in the bed because I, I hear them regularly and I just always feel like, oh, people still think that? People still believe that? And it makes me think that, you know, depending on what side of this you fall on, marketing, you know, nutrition marketing is so freaking powerful, especially because we hear these messages over and over and over and over again. So here are, uh, let's see, let me count them, six myths that I want to bust for you, but I also want to open up a dialogue because, you know, clearly there's a reason why you believe them. And I want to understand, you know, how this impacts your decision around nutrition and food. And maybe through, you know, different questions and better understanding of what's happening, maybe this is what's keeping you from hitting your goals. Uh, maybe this is what's keeping you from uh, keeping you being stuck. So I want this to open up a dialogue so I can always reachable, you know, you can always DM me questions about anything. You can shoot me an email. Um, you can find me on the Instagram, Kim Jefferson Coach. You can find me hanging out in my Facebook group, Fit Girl Magic. Or you can just shoot me an email, hello at kimbarnsjefferson.com. All right, those are, that's all the places you can reach me pretty much other than ringing my doorbell because who answers their door in this day and age? All right, so the first thing I want to break up, and I was guilty of this when I first started in the industry 15 years ago, when we first started, I handed you a good food, bad food list. And I remember well, just like two years ago, a, a client of mine was coming on. She's like, Kim, you know, I read through all of your information, but there's no good food, bad food list. And I was like, I don't do that. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, how do I know what to eat? And I was like, you know what to eat because you intuitively eat it. You, everyone who comes to me knows that a sleeve of Oreo cookies is not the key to healthy living. You know that. You don't need me to put it on a freaking list and say, don't eat Oreos. Oreos are bad with like a, you know, an X at the top of the list. So instead, I want us to start thinking of like, stop this black and white thinking. Like, what's the best thing? What is a food that you, because if I give you a good food, bad food list, I look at it as a food that I tolerate. A food for me is a satisfies my hunger, keeps up my energy and doesn't kick off my craving. I'm going to tell you about a food that will never be on a bad food list, but for me, does not work. The two foods, I got two. Bananas. I eat bananas first thing in the morning. I am a hungry, hungry hippo. It sets off my cravings like nobody's business. Second thing, eggs. Eggs, I, they are not satisfying for me. I could eat eggs and then I'm like, what's next? Right? For many people, that's how they start their day. They're like, eggs are good. Eggs are healthy. I need eggs. Eggs are protein, right? I've lived in the I've lived in the fitness bodybuilding life. Egg whites were like my jam. I ate egg whites all the bleeping time, but I had to pair them with oatmeal. That was the only way I could get eggs to stick in my body. I couldn't have like a egg white omelet. I'd be like, What's else? What's what's next? Right. So let's stop with that good food, bad food list and just say, you know what? 20% of the time I could have fun foods, right? 20% of the time I could have fun foods. And this isn't an invite to have a cheat day. I think that's bullshit. This is me saying, you know what? Throughout the course of your, you know, if you eat three meals a day, that's 21 meals in a week. Out of those 21 meals, a couple of those meals being fun foods aren't going to knock you out of orbit from hitting your goals. All right. 
The second one is green juice, right? Everywhere you go, trust me, I love me a good green juice. I am a sucker for a good green juice. However, it's not giving you your serving of vegetables, right? One of the biggest things that I always see when, you know, even current clients, I'm like, you're not having enough vegetables, right? The thing about vegetables that, that you know, I get on my soapbox about is one, there are nutrients, there's micronutrients in vegetables that we just aren't getting from any other source other than the um, other vegetables. I know somebody, someone's going to come back at me and be like, Kim, our soil is bankrupt. Yes. Is it as rich and nutrient dense as it was 30, 50 years ago? No. Actually, I saw a thing on the news in the last couple of weeks that what um, farmers are doing to see if their soil is uh, nutri uh, uh, nutrient dense, that's the word I'm looking for. They have been literally putting a clean pair of tidy whiteies, putting them into their soil and seeing how long it takes for them to disintegrate. Now, if they're so, if they're the underwear, you know, if literally like cotton underwear. So because cotton is organic, right? So if you're like, I only eat organic, so this doesn't apply to me. No, this is like, you know, for organic farmers just to see if their soil can tolerate being organic, organic. And if the underwear get eaten, you have a healthy soil. Pretty interesting, huh? So, you know, they dug up, you know, they put in a pair of tidy whities and then they dug up these like holy pair of underwear, which is like, I don't even know who came up with that idea, but that's pretty freaking brilliant. So that's one. So, so that also it's a great source of fiber. So for us ladies over 40, one of the ways to get rid of excess hormones in our body, especially estrogen, is to poop. And in order to poop, I need to have enough fiber to carry my uh, waste to the toilet. Sorry, can't think of it. Couldn't think of a better way to say that. So that's what we need. And so, you know, if you're someone who's like, well, I take Metamucil, have some damn vegetables, right? You know, this isn't like stay on Metamucil for the rest of your life or Colace or whatever the heck you might be using. This is me saying like, hey, we have some plenty of natural yeah, natural ways to help you poop. Vegetables are a number one um, or good fats. So like chia seeds, pumpkin seeds, um, black seeds are great, excuse me, ways to add some bulk to your stool, if you will. Um, so getting back to green juice, when I juice something, I literally pulverize the crap out of it. So all the good stuff I'm pulling out, and then I also increase the glycemic in, glycemic index. And when I increase the glycemic index, if I'm someone who's trying to manage my blood sugar, raising my hand, it's just pumping straight glucose into my system. Where when I have a traditional fruit or vegetable, there's fiber to blunt the effect of the the glucose that gets released. Yes, it's natural glucose. Great. Absolutely. I, I'm not saying any of that. Actually, let's be honest, depending on where you get your juice, flip it over, right? Because there are plenty of places that I've seen that will have like, you know, um, it's green because spinach turns everything damn green. But then it's like, you know, spinach sugar, spinach or some fluffed up way of sugar. If I'm truly having a green juice I want the next thing to be you know an apple or pineapple I want it to be a fruit not a fruit juice I want it to be a pure fruit that they just pulverize the crap out of so 
that's what I want you to think about with green juice. I'm not saying that green juice is a horrible. I'm just saying it's not a substitute for you having um, a serving a vegetable. I do. I'm. I'm still. Uh, for me, the jury's still out on green powders. I think it's a nice supplement, but if you're someone who is just not a vegetable person. Um, third place, egg yolks. You know, for years, uh, it, it was, I wrote it, it was in the 60s, this whole campaign about egg yolks were raising people's cholesterol. And that what was believed was that the cholesterol from food was getting into our systems and that's what was bumping up our cholesterol levels, right? So this was in the 60s. We are now fast forward almost 50 years later um, into the mid 2000s. And what we have found out is that the increase in cholesterol does not come from food. What? Yes. So what cholesterol does in your body? So just, I think many people don't know what it is. They just know, I need to fear cholesterol. I need to work on my cholesterol level. Cholesterol is the building blocks of hormones, right? That's, it's the building block of hormones. And so one of the reasons why we started to see increases in cholesterol levels is that we were also starting to see increase, increases in diabetes, increases in the fatty acids that were in our blood system blood systems. So those are the, the other indicators that were happening, but we were just so focused in on cholesterol because we saw the numbers going up that we were like, oh, what's happening here? So what we have found with research now in the mid 2000s is that eating cholesterol doesn't raise our cholesterol level. So what we have found is that if I do eat food high in cholesterol, it tells my liver, my liver, you know, our body's constantly scanning our blood. It's like, hey, we have excess cholesterol. Liver, shut it down. You do not need to produce any uh, any liver today. You don't have to produce any cholesterol today. And so what we have found is that this is from a long-term study with someone who was eating eggs every single day, the yolks as well, uh, every single day, that there wasn't this spike that we, we expected to see. So if you have been afraid of eating the yolks, Eat the yolks, my friends. That's where all the goodness is. The egg white, pure protein. Yeah, absolutely. Rock on. But the egg yolks have so many amazing qualities in that we've been just throwing down the drain. Guilty here. Guilty, guilty, guilty. So it is a great source of protein. It's a great source of fat. And all the the myths have just been overblown. So if you've been afraid to eat eggs, go for it. And again, you know, if you are worried about your cholesterol and eggs, have a conversation with your doctor, right? Open the door, have the conversation and hear what, you know, they're, you know, ask them, like, I've been told that uh, my liver will turn off the cholesterol factory if it senses that I have enough cholesterol. So just have, let's just have that conversation. The next one is gluten-free, right? I see it all the time. Like, Kim, I eat gluten-free this, gluten-free that. Great. However, it's not healthier. Eat gluten-free foods if you want our celiac, right? If you are celiac, eat the gluten-free. If you personally know, maybe you're not full-blown celiac, but you know that when you eat gluten, your body's like, oh, hey, no, not for me. Fine. But if you're just avoiding gluten because you're like, I need to avoid gluten, I just want you to start to get tuned with your body, right? All of these myths are, I feel fear-mongered, right? fear. 
don't do this. It's going to cause whatever. Don't do that. It's going to cause this. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't. And you're like, ah, and you run into a, a fury, like, you know, you're being attacked by bees. So here's where I want you to just kind of be like, when I eat gluten, how do I feel? Right? Because if you are truly celiac, and if you truly want to grow gluten-free, there is a lot of shit that it has gluten that is hidden that you're probably like, oh, I never knew gluten was in there. Wow. Thanks for sharing. I didn't know. Right. But I want you to really think about does gluten really affect you? Could it be the food? Could it be the type of food you're eating? But I, I want us to stop going from this like fear, fear, fear to more like, how does it work for me? How does it work for my body, my health? All right. The fifth one here is red meat is bad. So I, you know, I, I think I can't remember. Uh, mad cow disease swept through Europe, and that, it was horrible. And so, of course, you know, yeah, that's that's fear, right? Because it transferred to humans. And I remember Oprah Winfrey said, you know, if if Oprah says jump, the whole world's like, how high? And Oprah, you know, was talking smack about red meat, and then next thing you know, she's being sued by the red uh, red meat um, industry, the beef industry. There's nothing wrong with red meat. However, it's the quantity. If you're someone who's having red meat every single day, let's scale that back. What has been found to cause cancer is the processed smoked and cured meats that has been caused have been shown to cause cancer so if you're having a steak the size of your head every freaking night that's that's a challenge but if you're like hey i have i have a burger every couple of weeks i have a steak once a week great rock on with your bad self you know it's okay you know it's not going to kill you and, and you know there's plenty of research out there um my um my actual my functional doctor she is like you know red meat all day long like she will be that person like rally cry saying don't avoid red meat it's just like like this podcast started it is all about picking your quantities picking your quantities and not like diving in and being like i need to eat all the red meat i can find and the last thing this is the one i i'm really going to get on my soapbox for is I have to go vegan in order to lose weight. <sighs> Deep breath, cleanse it out. All right. So some of you may know that I had to do be a vegan diet. I did a vegan diet because I was estrogen dominant. I was so estrogen dominant that I probably had enough estrogen in my body that for a good half of my listeners. <laughs> and one of the ways that um, they wanted to reduce my levels was go vegan, right? Let's just take all of the animal products out of your system, right? That was one, that was one thing. And I knew there was a beginning and I knew it was their end. It wasn't this, like, I'm going to be vegan for the rest of my life. There was a particular purpose for me to be vegan. Now, if you're someone who you're like, I, I can't do animals, great. Awesome. Right. If it's an ethical reason, fine. But if you're doing it because you think you're going to lose weight, I have seen plenty of people go vegan and not lose an ounce, not lose a pound. Right. If you're going vegan because you're like, oh, it's better for my health. Better how? Right? I, I want to challenge what's better because I see a lot of people 
you know, eating those processed foods. And so basically you've turned yourself into a processed food vegan, because if you go, you know, it's now become the, you know, the bandwagon, the rally cry, oh, I'm a vegan. And a lot of processed foods companies will process the shit out of any plant-based thing and tell you, eat this, eat this, eat this. The one thing I, I, I do from experience being a vegan is that like, I looked at that stuff and it's just crap. It is processed crap. Second, I had to cook a shit ton more than I've ever had to cook in my life. I ate a lot of um, shakes, plant-based shakes, a lot of stir fries. I ate a lot of um, salads um, and a lot of soups. Those were like, that's what I, I lived off. I would make a big pot of soup um, every week. And that's what I lived off of um, roasted vegetables. Right. So that's what I lived off of um, going to a restaurant. I mean, now it's a little bit easier, but I don't do tofu. Right. And so everyone thinks that going vegan is tofu. I freaking hate tofu. Like, don't even talk to me. Don't even email me. And like, have you tried this with tofu? No, because I ain't. I don't do tofu. The only way I do tofu is I used to blend it into my my um, my soups, primarily for texture. But I ain't gonna try any tofu crap. So don't even try it. Don't even don't even talk to me about it. But I want you to think about why are you doing it? You know, what are the habits that I have? Right. Because it's like if I I'm you know, I, I love that, like, you know, on the uh, cover of like Oreos, they're like um, plant based. It's freaking chemical based, <laughs> plant based. So what I really think about as I went through all these myths, I want to know why we think about why we think about this and our other habits that I have. Are they contributing to my overall health? Right. Because, you know, I'm a habit girl. And so you know, instead of having my fear of like, instead of my, it always being about a fear, I would love to be come from a place of empowerment where like, when I eat this, this is how I feel. You know what, I do have a habit of overeating, I do have a habit of whatever your habit is, versus just blindly like having all of these food rules, because you know what, at some point, they're going to say everything sucks, everything's bad, and you're just gonna be living off ice. (laughs) And I don't want you to be living off ice. All right, ladies, let me know how this is landing with you. This is a little bit longer than I typically want these Friday episodes to go, but I just wanted to make sure I hit kind of the, the, the big heavy hitters of this. All right, have a fabulous Friday and I will talk to you next week.